0: Well good evening everybody, let's stand and sing the first carol. sit down. Well welcome and it's good to see you all here. Um, my name's Ray and uh, I'm part of the leadership uh, here and uh, today um, Esther our community chaplain will be bringing God's word to us and you will notice that Anne over here is signing for some uh, visitors let's put it that way so we normally ask now is there anybody who's never been here before just wave a hand if you have so you've all been here before and there's one over there there's some here it's wonderful to have you here i hope we make you welcome um there's only one notice and that is christmas morning we have a service here I think it's 10 o'clock, so it's only a short service. And he's preaching and he says he will not go on too long. There we go, it's up to you. Okay. So in a minute, um, our stewards are gonna take up an offering. If you've not come prepared to give, don't worry, just let the bag pass you by. But as the bag is passing by, it's a good chance that you can turn around and say hi to the folks around you. So if the stewards are ready, I hope so, they'll be coming amongst you. Thanks. Chance to say hello to everybody. okay let's get uh, ourselves back together again I'm just going to give thanks for the offering let's pray our loving Heavenly Father we thank you for all the good gifts that you have given us we thank you Lord for your son for the gift of Jesus at Christmas we praise and bless you at this time for your goodness to each one of us. Please accept this offering, just a small token of everything you have blessed us with. May we be good stewards of your money. May it bring glory and honor to your name. Amen. Now, in the morning services, we normally have a call to worship, and this evening I didn't think it would be any different um, it may not be as a traditional carol service as you were expecting. But at the end of the day, there is an ancient daily prayer called the Examen, And this is a practice of prayerful reflection on the events of the day. How God has shown his love for you. Has he shown his love to you today? It leads into a time of gratefulness. A time to reflect on today and find things in it that bring gratitude at the end of the day. I wonder what have you got to be grateful for today? Perhaps you would like to share it uh, with us all. And uh, I'll ask at the end of this prayer time, if you've got something that you're grateful for, I'll run down with a microphone and uh, not too fast, I can tell you that now but I'll run down with a microphone and you can perhaps share what you're grateful for today. So I'm just gonna to turn to God in prayer now. The day is done, the night has come. Friday will soon be over. And so in this Advent season of waiting and watching, I prepare my soul to welcome you. And during this time, will we will use a refrain which will help us pause and think about today. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. So remembering the day that has passed, in what ways did the Lord show you his love so what are you grateful for this christmas does anybody want to share anything that you're grateful for don't be shy excellent thank you if you didn't hear that a warm home and food to eat anybody else grateful for anything today Family. thank you it's been a long time since we've been able to just enjoy family after the covid seasons Presents? Oh, somebody's got them early. (laughs) It's good to give, isn't it? So, yeah. Father God, we thank you for so many things that we should be grateful for. At this time of the year, we're grateful for your son, Jesus Christ, coming down to us from heaven. We're grateful for the things that we've mentioned, for a warm home, for food, for presents, for transport. Father God, you have blessed us with so many things and we thank you, Lord. Amen. The first part of our scripture is this and it comes from Luke 2, verses 1 to 10. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census would be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in the manger because there were no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby guarding their flocks of sheep, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to the people. And Mary treasured all of these things and pondered them in her heart, amen. We're gonna sing a selection of carols now, so let's stand and sing these.
1: Second reading is a continuation of the first. Isn't it is from verses eleven to twenty.
0: <clears throat> the Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, had been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognise him by this sign: you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, laying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heavens, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem, let's see this king that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby laying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds (coughs) told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds (coughs) story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they have heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. We're just going to pray before Esther comes up. Lord Yahweh, we thank you for this time of year, a chance for us to celebrate your son coming down. and being born fully human. A time for us to praise you for your great love to us. A time to praise you as you gifted us with your salvation plan. A way back to you from the dark paths of sin. Jesus came that we may be set free and to give eternal life to all who believe in him. We pray for Esther now as she brings your word, as she brings the word that you have laid on her heart. Pray Lord that you open the eyes of our heart so that we may see wonderful things in your word today. (coughs) Amen.
2: if we're gonna to need to play about with the mic I was going to say it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas I've lost my voice there was a crash on the bridge as I came over two people swapping number plates I was chucking it down with rain and um, I was in a and last night with my daughter he's fine so you go do you know what's beginning to look a lot like Christmas but there was just a moment I don't know whether you felt it let me know if this is in the right place too close not too close okay um just when we were singing that i just went oh that's beginning to feel a lot like christmas yeah so um i'm gonna do my best not to lose my voice but i want to talk about just one line from the Christmas story just for a few minutes. And what's great is, I had a talk written already this week, and I balled it up and screwed it, threw it away on Tuesday. And when it's not right, I need to do something else. And when I just spoke to Ray and said, I'm gonna concentrate on this one line, that is, all who heard the shepherds were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. And he went, no way. That's what I'm gonna use as my refrain. So sometimes you just go, I think God's in this, you know? So that's gonna be just what we're gonna think about for this evening. All who heard the shepherd story were astonished, but Mary, she kept, she treasured all these things in her heart and thought about them often. So I wanted to just ask the question this evening, really, what is it that you are keeping in your heart as you step into Christmas, thank you, Aunt and John, or 2023? What is it that you are carrying with you? Like, I have no idea what your week has been like. I've had better, to be fair. Um, Are you here tonight full of the joys of Christmas, or have you sort of staggered in, thinking we're nearly there? Um, I don't know what your year has been like. Um, You don't know what mine has been like. Um, I don't even know why you're here tonight, some of you. Um, But I really don't need to be a therapist to guess that there's been really great moments this year and deeply painful moments this year, and then everything in between, right? And the balance for you may be skewed one way further than the other, right? But I hope that for a few moments tonight, we can just reflect on what it is we are holding in our hearts tonight, and maybe what we can learn from Mary. What is it that you're treasuring? What is it you're keeping with you at the minute? What are you pondering? In other words, what is preoccupying you? Like you may be sat here really just thinking about all sorts of other things. What is going on in your mind tonight? Because there is just so much stuff and noise and information everywhere, isn't there? And so there's, there's always information buzzing around, things that we're told we need to take in, we need to read, we need to watch, we need to know what's going on, and uh, we need to internalize all of this anxiety about the cost of living crisis and global affairs and, and, and all of these different things. And I wonder if you're carrying some of that tonight. I wonder if you're carrying Christmas noise in your head tonight. You know, like, it's got to be like this. Like my mum said this week, I just want it all to be perfect. I was like, Mum, I release you. It won't be. Already, it isn't, and that's okay. Um, Maybe you're carrying that global noise, like all of the things that are being shouted at you from the newspapers, from your news feeds. the voices from around the world, the deceptive voices, the truthful voices, you're trying to shift what's true. And maybe you're carrying just personal, well-being, family noise with you tonight. You know, like health, the pain of the year, uh, the joys, the really good things, the expectations that you have for the next four days, uh, cost of living worries that are very real like psychologists and mental health professionals across the western world are pushing us to be mindful right what our christian tradition has called contemplation for centuries so that we can learn just to still ourselves and not go mad with all of the noise and all of the stuff and so as i read the christmas account i was just struck by that one line that there was a lot of noise going on in that story a lot of information but then there was what Mary did with it and how Mary processed it. So all who heard the shepherds, there's a lot of noise there. All who heard the shepherds were astonished. But Mary, she kept these things in her heart and thought about them often. And I thought there's, there's just this massive difference, isn't there, between hearing all of this stuff and pondering something. Like, speculate with me, um, I reckon that Bethlehem, was buzzing that evening with the news of the shepherds right I reckon the pubs and the streets of Bethlehem just had gossip going everywhere a strange sense of unknown stuff is happening right trickling from conversation to conversation maybe people are like what on Earth has happened to these shepherds right what's going on have they gone mad Maybe there was murmurings in dark corners about maybe freedom from the empire is actually possible. Maybe ancient hopes are actually starting to be rekindled. Maybe God hasn't forgotten us i speculate there was probably a little bit of just going along with the crowd a little bit of herd mentality anyone up for that like jumping on the bandwagon of the latest craze and the latest thing that we're all worried about because we love to be part of something don't we and other some people and and label people and decide what we're for and again just i reckon there was a little bit of that are they mad are they telling the truth are we looking for angels I reckon people are a bit skeptic. You might be a bit skeptic, like it's nice to sing the songs and to talk about babies and angels, but you're like, really? I think they've probably just gone mad. People are just believing nonsense. I wonder how long it lasted, this astonishment all across Bethlehem, this speculation and all of this noise, like until the pub shut, until the next morning when everyone woke up and went, really, angels? Like, as long as the euphoria after France didn't win last week, right? Which flared up and then died down. Or that buzz that you get from that new season of whatever you're watching on Netflix that's finally coming back on. Or as long as that sense after lockdown that life is gonna be changed now. We're all gonna be better people, right? And we're all gonna love each other really well until we realize that we're all basically just as selfish and more tired than we were before and we just sort of resort to type anyway. Or is that just me? Maybe. Because there's so much stuff competing for our attention, isn't there? The shepherds ran and they told what they had seen and people were astonished. But I wonder whether, like us after lockdown, did they stay still long enough to ponder what was really going on? Like, did the shepherds and the people who heard their experiences pause long enough after the initial excitement to be changed by any of it, do you think? We don't know. Do we allow ourselves to do that? I don't know. Will we allow ourselves just to pause this evening and to think about those things that we're holding and the things that Mary was holding? Because it says the shepherds were astonished. There's loads of noise and chatter, but Mary, there she is, there's Mary. She kept these things in her heart and she pondered them. Like the root of that word is more about like weighing them. Like, I really like that phrase. There's a weight, there's a heaviness, a significance to what Mary's experienced. It's like really profound, like a coming together of all the ingredients in a cake, right, to make something significant. She tested what she's experienced because something wonderful is happening to her, right? and through her, something worth pondering. Because some things in life, I don't know about you, but they come and go, right? But other things, you just know, like this is a profound moment, they still us, don't they? Usually, our Catholic friends would tell us, it's through immense pain or immense joy, we are stilled, we sense something profound and maybe it grows us, changes us, maybe it doesn't, or it would if we would just sit with it long enough to pause. Because I guess after, I mean, I don't want to speculate how many people here um, know anything about births, but Mary gave birth in a shed with no pain relief. Just hold that, yeah? I reckon she was quite stilled after that experience. Like. I reckon that she had a bit of time to think about how her life had changed, about how difficult it had become, but also how beautiful and what a gift it was and how unexpected and awakening and weighty it was. She says she held it. Because let's not forget, in this lovely story that makes us feel all sweet and lovely, that Mary was a teenage girl who had had her life laid out before her as the wife of a good Jewish boy, but since meeting that divine messenger, Her elderly cousin had had a baby, which is weird. Her body had grown a child, which is even weirder, right? She had been open to divine possibilities and realities that she probably hadn't been before, let's be fair. She chose to go with it, though, didn't she, and see the gift. She could have just run away, and she didn't. She would have had to work at her engagement with Joseph. Like, have you ever thought about those conversations they would have been having? She had to travel at nine months pregnant. Anyone ever had to do that? Walk a long way at that point? She had to give birth homeless, and after giving birth, welcome dirty shepherds claiming to have seen yet more divine messengers, who, by the way, sung this time, and who had told them about her baby. Like, that's a lot to take in, right? That's all worth holding close and pondering, don't you think? And so we come tonight, right, at the close of 2022 with the amazing stuff. There's been good stuff this year for each of us, I'm sure, but we also bring the really hard stuff with us, don't we, to this evening. And you see, I think, I think Mary has a choice. She can hold and ponder the weight of it, the significance, or she can carry on regardless. And I wonder what we would do or what we do do because what I love is that she chooses to pause. And I think that what happens to Mary as she holds all of this is that it's like she's sort of allowing herself to wake up because that's what happens when we pause and pay attention, isn't it, right? Is that we see things we didn't see before. We understand things differently. I think Mary is starting to awaken to a reality she hasn't grasped. She's awakening to God in her reality in ridiculously unexpected ways, right? The reality where the source of all goodness and all life, where the breath of life itself, the eternal Christ who is so intricate to everything in our world, chooses to get involved in the very gritty reality of stuff, right? Where the creator of everything chooses to express itself in fragile flesh and blood, to go through birth, As the baby Jesus growing up living and dying and then defeating darkness so that we as humanity can be woken up to what is really going on what it's really all about and friends i really don't think this is about religion this is about the way things are and the way things have always been and the way things are going to be and our part to participate in it i think this is about that love that is the source of everything showing itself in Jesus And it's an invitation, I think, to like Mary, ponder, maybe for the first time, maybe differently, what is it all about? Do I want to awaken to the reality that this Christmas story invites me to? See, it makes sense to me that there's an old Jewish poem, we might call it a psalm, that after talking about the absolute chaos of the world, has this phrase. It says, be still and know that I am God. In other words, it's saying, be still, pause, ponder, give time, hold these things in your heart, Like, how good are you at being still? Some of you are so amazing at it, you actually need to get up and do stuff more often, I bet. I have family members like that. Others of us are on the go all the time, right? That's some of you as well, not really stopping to process. But, you know, it is possible to be physically still but mentally churning all the time, right? We know this, don't we? But this ancient wisdom just says stop. Let's put the phone down long enough to be present with ourselves. Let's choose to reflect on what's going on and to learn, and not just to carry on regardless. Like, it's hard, but how on earth do we ever expect to grow and be more whole if we don't? I'm not, I'm not very good at it. I'm rubbish at it. But I do think that when we do, with an openness to reality, we awaken ourselves somehow we will know that there is a depth to everything that we call God. We will know reality in a different way. We will sense the stuff that the Bible talks about, about truth, love, goodness, mercy, peace, and joy being built into everything. We will get a sense of that love that forgives, that seeks to bring restoration, a divine reality that isn't distant and about some kind of universal presence, but is actually love itself. And love is nothing if it isn't relational, right? And we'll start to see when we pause long enough to look at our life and what is going on, we'll start to see the way that that love is moving and acting in the world. That love expressed so clearly through the way of life, the profound teaching, and the sacrificial death and reversal of the powers of darkness seen in the eternal Christ who was born to Mary as the baby Jesus. See, Mary holds this in her heart, and she thinks about it often. She allows it to change the course of our life, embracing this new reality that she's discovered. See, I don't know what you think about generally I tend to think about what I'm gonna eat next tends to be or I obsess over what other people might be thinking about me am I the only one or how tired I am or how I really want to be included in stuff but then if I get invited I'll be really anxious about being there Um, or I tend to think about the resentments that I have this particular day and the things that I would say to people if I actually got to Or song lyrics, right? Especially song lyrics I don't even like. Anyone else? Yeah? But I have been trying to practice daily choosing to stop, choosing to do what Mary did, the process of examine that Ray led us in at the beginning. Choosing to start the day tapping into the reality and the love of Jesus love itself who I'm made to be known by and who wants to be in my awareness if only I would be open to look and to see and at the end of the day I'm really trying but I do tend to fall asleep halfway through Um, I try to seek out the good in the day to pause and reflect on it to acknowledge the failures and the pain of the day but to look to see where God shown in Jesus is in it all and the lessons I need to be shown, the gifts in the day, where God is weaving love and goodness and beauty and challenge through everything. I'm trying, and my husband would say I am trying, but I'm trying to be a little bit more like Mary, who held all these things in her heart, who paused and opened herself to a new awareness. So what is it you're pondering? What is it you're keeping in your heart today? The good stuff? The pain? As we enter Christmas? Hear the call of the angels. Like we sung earlier, there was a moment that was like, that was good. Hear the call of the angels from across the centuries. Hear their song and millions of voices since. Hear the inner voice of teenage Mary pondering things in her heart hear the call of the prophetic voices saying it is time to be still and to hold these things it's time to hold to pause to ponder it's time maybe to be a little bit more like mary to choose to engage with the deeper things of life the deeper reality that all the beautiful superficial superficialities of christmas are actually pointing to it's time to pause And to maybe ask ourselves, do we want to awaken to the reality of God being with us? To love itself being birthed in our world and in us and what that means for us. Because we can carry on regardless. I bet loads of people who heard the shepherds did. But maybe it's time to hold all of it in your heart and to set an intention in the stillness To seek the voice and the reality of God who is with us in it. Who wants to restore and grow us. And who tells us that we are so very, very loved. So I do just want to invite you, you don't have to, just to maybe close your eyes. And we're just going to have a moment to pause because we can talk i can talk for 10 minutes about being still and then we can just go on and get on with christmas and not do it but i just want to give us a minute just to pause and just to hold before yourself the joys the pain everything that you bring with you into this moment and you like Mary are probably thinking about many things. And a question to ask yourself, whether you have a belief in in God or not, is still a good question, is is what has God been growing in you? That involves being open to asking God, show me where you are working good and life and love in my world, where you're inviting me to respond. The next question would be what are you needing to leave behind in 2022? lastly what is God wanting to birth in you for next year what new thing what sense of something do you want to say God what is it what is it that you are wanting to grow in my life So, all of Bethlehem heard the shepherds and were astonished, but Mary kept all of these things in her heart and thought about them often. May you today be able to be more like Mary, to see a reality that you haven't before. Maybe this Christmas is a Christmas to go, God, I want to awaken to what is really true. I want to awaken to Jesus in a way that I haven't before. And we're just going to play a song to continue just a time of reflection, to listen to it, to keep your eyes closed, to keep thinking. And um, it's just a great one of going, do you know what, maybe at this time in life, in the world, in my life, maybe what I need is light, maybe what I need is the Saviour that we would call Jesus. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: knows just how the story goes and everybody feels
0: Our brother Dennis has written a poem and he's going to come up and read it. He will appear like Esther.
3: Just in case you're unsure, this story is set on a bleak midwinter's night. To be more precise, the night of the Nativity. It's a winter's night and I feel so cold for snow is in the air. All is dark yet crystal clear by its very nature is quite rare. The moon wanes high to light the world but is veiled in a mist of grey for one star alone with piercing light dominates to point the way. I have not seen its light like before as I pass the shepherds by. This night is like no other and yet to know the reason why. Upon the far horizon Royal travelers I have spied, I wonder where they're going and where this night they will reside. As I wander o'er the hillsides, heavy snow begins to fall and almost instantaneously the flurries cover all. I stop to ponder my situation while a star I gaze upon. And though unsure of my direction, I pray its light will lead me on. Humble dwellings loom yet distant in the town of Bethlehem. Beams of starlight rain upon it to manifest this chosen gem. I am tired and cold and hungry, but there's no place here to stay. Then a glow from yonder stable bids me sleep on warm, soft hay. In my innocence of slumber, an awesome tale will be unfurled when a virgin will give birth for us the Saviour of the world. To shepherds with flocks upon the hills, an angel comes to say, Fear not, for I bring you tidings of a new king born this day. In Bethlehem, in a lowly stable, and in a manger, he is laid. Your presence is decreed there for homage freely paid. Then a host of heavenly angels sang praises to the Lord for peace on earth, goodwill to man, all voiced in one accord. The distant figures I had cited were three kings from far off lands, led also to the stable with precious gifts born in their hands this chosen few drawn here this night to revere a holy child to witness the birth of jesus and to bless his mother mild it was then i awoke to witness a prophecy foretold by law and borne by every christian since a truth no person should ignore. The most wondrous Christmas story told, for our salvation he was born. The gift of freedom that only he could give, brought us a brand new dawn. Whilst we indulge this joyous season in festive presence that enthrall. Remember him and praise his name, who gave the greatest gift of all. Amen.
0: Come on. We're going to sing our last carol now and uh, give them a minute. God of this Advent season The sun set The night has gathered in My soul sinks slowly Into your rest Trust in now That your son who came at Christmas Who came again In glory May we like Mary Treasure up all those things And ponder them in our hearts. Amen. Thank you. Have a wonderful
1: Christmas. We're back Christmas morning. You can join us.